Did either of you guys watch the video about wet sagging? No. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a goofy video, kind of like a like a pay webby kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it looks like it looks like it's based on real videos that are pulled off of YouTube from people doing this thing called wet sagging, where they're just like oddly sexual videos of people going into like ponds and full jeans and sagging them. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> And then all of the and all of the comments are like, "Dude, nice sag." Like, people are <laughs> look at it. Look at it. Just search. I mean, it's it, nobody's is out. Just watch a wet sagging video. <laughs> wet sagging in Levi's five elevens. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that video. Hold on, skipping ahead. Oh, he's sagging. He's sagging good. He's got a deep sag. Why the fuck? Oh, he's taking his time. He's really playing with you. Oh, okay. I jumped boy. to two and a half minutes, and now he's like cupping the pond water and like oh. getting it up onto his jeans so that he makes sure it has good good coverage. Yep, that's where it gets a little sexy. Check out seven minutes in where he gets onto the grass to dry off. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest fetish video I've ever seen. Long ago in a distant land. Everybody, it's Saturday morning Tuesdays. I'm Saturday your host. Morning Tuesdays. Oh good. Oh dear. We're we're getting. <laughs> who's let Who's let this Who's let this gruff pirate out of his out of his pirate coal? The place where we keep the pirates. I guess. I guess if I'm being honest, we had to let him out because uh, this week the boys in the Saturday morning Tuesday crew are pirates on a sinking ship, and we yeah. are. Uh, we never learned how to swim. You go down. You go down with your ship. That's what we were always taught by mommy, our, our pirate mommy. Pirate mom. <laughs> so as long as everybody knows I'm your host, Rory, then I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, and I'll be Andy. I'm the most stereotypical of pirates. Well, hello, I'm I'm Austin. I'm just the wee cabin boy uh, who's been working in the scuppers and uh, in the scullery and just uh, being a, a right a right plum boy. <laughs> and uh, I, I like plums, I guess. That's all the kind of stuff That's that I do. Thing. That's my pirate the cabin thing. boy. Yeah, my pirate thing is how many plums I have. Man, when we all sat around the fire and decided what our pirate things were, we all thought yours was a little suspect. But I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm a fan of the plum boy. I like the plums. plum boy. <laughs> my the plum boy. boy. You see, track my progress. Someone fetch the plum boy. <laughs> <laughs> over the over over time, my character will become more and more of a pirate. Go from plum boy to pirate. <laughs> well, you don't have the time. We're going down with the ship right now. Your arc well, ends today. Yeah, so it is a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, the plum boy never gets to get ripe he never becomes a prune <laughs> oh. oh you live long enough to see yourself become the prune or the i don't know there's something there but that's I'm too, right I'm hey, too you die a plum or live long enough to... <laughs> <laughs> hey Fuck the plum boy so. actually has a question so why are we kind of going down with the ship both metaphorically and literally <laughs> Oh, because metaphorically and literally, we're on an arc that is uh, <laughs> just dying a, a on the nonstop mind. barrage of stinkers. That is <laughs> our commitment to finishing this arc is proving to be an incredibly difficult and arduous journey. Uh, yeah, you ever just 
You ever just aggressively shot yourself in the foot and then said you're going to do it again and you get the I'm other gonna, foot? I'm going to jig him to get the other one real quick. <laughs> uh, so last week we watched uh, we watched Ulysses 31 and Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. And uh, we're pretty nonplussed by both of them, I must say. And we realized that we didn't we did not want to watch any more of either of those shows. And Austin, uh, I don't know, you kind of dug in some strange Internet holes and you found two more Greek shows. Uh huh. I was kind of looking up shows about Greek myths because th- those were the two sort of rough guides we had for Spartacus and Ulysses, uh, both mm-hmm. sort of loosely based on Greek heroes of, of the old time of the old time. And uh, <laughs> we found two other shows that fit our our criteria. Um, we found two oh, shows boy, by both we. both by Nelvana. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks Canada. We had, yeah, thanks Canada. <gasps> Nelvana put out a show called Mythic Warriors: Guardians of the Legend, which <laughs> I think is just all words. I think that's all generic, <laughs> non-specific words fit into a single title. Um, probably the most forgettable. It's like a Doctor Who villain where you forget it as soon as you look at it and your brain cannot like hold mm-hmm. memory of of this title. So and that's so that's Mythic Warriors Guardians of God. I mean I know I know that <laughs> I definitely called it Mystic Guardians in my head while we were doing this this week and then I looked at it and went, "Oh, well that's not right. They must have yeah. it wrong on the video." <laughs> <laughs> they that so this that show came out in like the late 90s, like 98, 99, something like yep, that. Yep, 98. 98. Um and that's just sort of it's like a before our even review of it, but just to get it in your head of what the show is, uh, think of like maybe a single step up from action Bible stories. <laughs> um, and you're kind of mm-hmm. there. It's it's a pretty much uh, a retelling of all the major Greek myths. Each episode is sort of. And um, it's aggressively removed any interesting dialogue and replaced it with constant exposition. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, so that was the first one we watched. And then the second one, uh, fast forward a few thousand years and, uh, 2005 produced class of the Titans, which class of the Titans, which is essentially X-Men evolution, um, in more more ways than one, uh, X-Men evolution, but, uh, they're, they're ancestors of Greek heroes. Uh, Uh, I believe the word you're looking for is descendants. Yeah, that's. I mean, same thing if you think about it, you know, in, in reverse. <laughs> so, yeah. And so we did we did we did indeed watch two episodes of these shows. And uh, the, the, it's like we kept trying to bail out our ship and we plugged up a few holes and said, is it working? And then we just hear a voice from the lower deck go, no, not My at all. Plums! <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping. <laughs> you, you got all these waterlogged plums now, and I think the ship is still in serious danger. Yeah, I think I don't think we're going to make it, boys. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what happens when you're faced when you're surrounded by water everywhere? You know oh, what you have well, to do? Well, you got to dive right in. <laughs> I was going to say drown yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've just been sitting here in the water bobbing for plums, trying to get all the plums <laughs> that I can now that they are floating 
at the surface. Uh, Can you not uh, use the water your hands? Here. No, I can't They're use my swimming. hands. They fell off in a sea accident. Um, leaving <laughs> the boat, the sinking boat, uh, took my hands off, but I am able to sort of. When Poseidon took my hands as punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of punishment from the gods, uh, let's look at our first episode. I got to check my notes every time to say it. Mythic <laughs> Warriors, Guardians of the Legend. This is season two, episode four, called Hercules and the Golden Apples. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, the internet didn't have any summaries of this. Um, it didn't. Uh, I don't think it did well. I don't I don't think. Well, it got a second season. It's just better. It than, did get a second season. Yes. More than better shows we've seen yet. Right. Um, apparently, this was airing simultaneously with the Disney Hercules animated series. Um, interesting. So you could have a much more fun Hercules adventure happening. Um, <laughs> while this is on the other channel. And I think, as I mentioned before, this really does feel like a, a step up from, from Bible, from Bible adventures. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, Bible adventures was bad, but I, in no I, uncertain terms, this feels like they took the Wikipedia entry for any given Greek myth and just one by one, like took a sentence and made it somebody's line of dialogue. Like there's just no heart in this and no right. attempt, no attempt at originality. Or, I mean, you know, I know you're doing the myths, but like, you know, you can, you can get into what people are feeling and why they're doing what they're doing. And it just, it's just the nuts and bolts of a story yeah. of a myth. And, and when done in a, in a medium with nothing but dialogue, it is, uh, really, really, uh, awful. Yeah, well, it's very much in the same way that a broccoli, you know, that the a, a sort of broccoli show that feels like you're supposed to be eating it because it's you're learning mm-hmm. something, like you're getting something important that you. I guess you could have just read it in a book, and you're like, I need to at some point know what Hercules's deal is. So I guess here's the way to to learn about it. But yeah, but but even Veggie Tales, which is literally the Bible broccoli show, had yeah. fun in it. Yeah, that was th- yeah. that was funny content. Like they did something with it, and that's fucking Veggie Tales. Those went straight to VHS. Yeah. yeah. So I personally am not. I'm not throwing in with this is better than the Bible stories cartoons. Unfortunately, this is. I, I mean, it's 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 more palatable, but mm-hmm. uh, but the the work is worse. So what what I will say though is that if I was flipping through channels and I I hopped on this, I might be interested. Since I was a weird kid who was interested in Greek, yeah. Mythology. If you like, if you, I think like, a lot of a lot of kids kind of kind of glob onto mythology. It seems fun. It's that sort of same like low ent- low level mastery we talk about. Like you got to know yeah. all the Greek gods' names and what their sort of like high end high level deal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Pokemon. So I get exactly. that. I, I, it is exactly like Pokemon. That's what I'm saying. Is so I can kind of get with you on that. That like if I'm into Greek myths and this is just like. I mean, you know, by season two episode, whatever this is, they're into the B-roll. They're into shit that I probably haven't you know, read before. So that is that might make me stop. But uh, well, and this aired on, on CBS in in the US. But apparently this show was huge in Scotland. Uh, uh, yeah. And they and it was really big in Scotland. And they like translated into Scottish Gaelic and aired it on the like Gaelic BBC channel. And like it was huge, I guess. Like, you know, when we talk about that, I, I, I think it's a little bit not that anybody's done anything uh, misleading, but 
when something becomes huge in, you know, whatever, you know, other country that's not America, it sort of blows up in. <laughs> it's like being big in Washington State. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't dissing. I'm not dissing other countries. What's not clear is the landscape of other content mm-hmm. of that genre or or mm. for that age group at the time. Yeah, like what little like strange IV drip of good content did they get? Yeah, did this blow up or was this just the only cartoon on yeah. Scottish BBC 2 or whatever channel <laughs> they're, they're on? Right. Exactly. Or was it cheap enough to license? Yeah, that's sort of – so that's that's my inkling is that mm-hmm. the shows that blew up that are just nothing, these nothing shows, this shouldn't be popular. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. even stupendously bad. It's stupendously moderate, mediocre, well, milk toast content. What's surprising to me, too, is when I did some research on the Hercules, the actual Apple myth that the was actual the episode apple? we watched. The actual, well, <laughs> the, the actual the real myth, apple? the real, the, the, the myth that this was based on, it doesn't even really cover all of the bits as they are supposed to happen. Like the good, right, they change like the, it. Yeah, they change it. So it's like, if you're giving us this sort of what feels the very broccoli like paint by numbers broccoli version yeah Yeah, then at least give us the accurate (laughs) yeah it's it's the worst kind of edutainment because it's wrong yeah Yeah, it's wrong (laughs) and it's unintended it's uninteresting and wrong (laughs) yeah yeah so like that's the part that i'm a little baffled by is why they still changed it and it still doesn't feel exciting like if you're gonna make changes at least you know give him a skateboard like god (laughs) (laughs) They did in in the in the strangest in the strangest you know I talked about this being like moderate content. The strangest flex in this show was how they managed for the like three minutes of screen time that Atlas gets to get a fucking Ayn Rand reference in there. Yeah, to god, sneak in they, to oh sneak boy. in him talking about shrugging his shoulders. Oh, he does talk about shrugging. Oh god. Well, before we do that, let me let me sort of come up with a synopsis of this episode that that. Uh, it doesn't exist, so let me let me generate something. So yeah. um essentially what happens is uh Hercules has a girlfriend, has a hot girlfriend, and <laughs> uh they get attacked by a centaur. And the centaur shoots an arrow and it grazes the girlfriend, and then Hercules God, takes is, a I have to I have to, I have to stop this. I have to stop this because <laughs> at this point, listeners are gonna be saying Shit, this sounds really interesting and fun. <laughs> and I cannot stress to you more strongly that everything, all, all the whimsy in Austin's voice is not present in the, the show. The centaur is nothing. This the, fun the, centaur and the, and, the, and the arrow licking poison is just not, it's not as funny as when we're done, as Austin has, has al- yeah. allowed it to be seen. True. Uh, um, but the result is that uh, his girlfriend is sick and is dying of poison. And Hercules, <laughs> since he did, since he did lick it, he's also dealing with that. Um, he also has a little bit of poison as a snack. He licked it um, too much. Well, did you yeah. see him? He he tries to do the snake bite thing where he sucks it out of her, but they didn't want to show that. I think that would be too sexual. Yeah, too much. So they like, cut behind him and you just see him like you just hear sucking noises and him like over her face like a zombie. It's kind of more terrifying. No, it's it's like suck, suck, spit. It's so- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so 
he uh, he runs off and the doctor's like, we can't do anything. She's dying. So he runs off to Zeus and he asks Zeus if Zeus can do anything. And then Hera shows up instead. Yeah, Zeus sends his wife instead. Zeus is screening his calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I guess at this point, at this point, Hercules has made himself kind of a piece of shit to the gods. He's been like, I'm like one of you guys. And they're like, lol, no. And well, I, uh, I think I think Zeus is mad at him for other stuff because Hera's the one who is super pissy about him trying to be good enough to be in the family picture. Right. Yeah, she's yes. not she's not really down with him. Um, But uh, eventually he he runs off. He's got to go to the garden and get some apples to right, save the, her. Apples are the only thing that will save her. Uh, her yes. golden apples. Yes. So he winds up on an island with pygmies. He fights a, an ant and then he winds up <laughs> he winds up uh, talking to Atlas and then getting the apple. That's sort of. Yeah. Ultimately how it goes. Um, but there's all kinds <sighs> of weird flavor that that uh, that they put in there. It's not a good flavor. It's a yuck. It's a yuck. It's a yuck flavor. Uh, the, the, the first thing that I want to do is that when he's licking that poison, and he realizes it's poison. He says the word poison, and it's really funny <laughs> because he kind of yeah. hisses it out like a snake man. Poison. It's such a baffling choice for him to just take a big old lollipop lick of a of a of an arrow, uh, like it's a big lollipop. Like he's a little sailor boy, and, and this is his big lollipop that he loves. Like it's so a much. plum. Like it's a plum. Like it's a sweet plum. Like it's a turgid plum for a boy. Um, you know, smell it. I don't know. Like Hercules is not very smart is, no. is what I'm gauging from this. Um, and it's also worth noting that this whole poison plot line and Hercules's girlfriend is not in the myth. It's not. Right. This is not part of the myth. The, essentially, he was just commissioned by your Eurystheus, I think, to do all of the labors, the like 10 or 11 uh -huh. labors of Hercules or whatever that he has to do. And he's like, all right, now you got to do this one. The Hydra didn't count. You got to get me these, these apples. This is just your job. Yeah. <laughs> there's, so her name is, her name is Deanira. Deanira. Okay. She's the, she's a princess of Caledon. And, uh, there's actually, there's kind of a like reverse, uh, story that's in a, like a later myth where she ends up accidentally poisoning him with a, like a magical artifact and is the reason Hercules dies. Oh, um, okay. So they've kind of like flipped that story and made a whole new myth that makes no sense. Yeah, they've created a whole new fun damsel narrative that didn't exist. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, because the Greeks were not too bad all the time to the ladies. I mean, the mortal ladies, they got they got the, you know, Zeus turned into a horse and had fine. Yeah. But it's, like, yeah, it's not probably best to, not to go too, too, uh, analytical <laughs> about right. the Greeks I'm not being woke, give, but I'm not going to give woke points to the Greek myths, but I will say yeah. that they had some badass ladies in and amongst the, uh, the pantheon. Yeah. Uh, totally. And totally. there's no real need to damsel the hell out of a character that never did get that way. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what, what interesting things, I'm I'm there it's going to be easy to answer this question. Were there any interesting things that you liked in this episode? Little moments. I have one moment, one tiny moment that they didn't that they weren't even consistent about animating. But <laughs> because there were multiple shots, multiple edits where you could just tell his hands were just hovering in nothing space. Um, okay. But sometimes Atlas was like 
clutching the clouds as a way of holding up the sky, way of animating holding up the sky that I kind of thought was not awful. Yeah, right. it was kind of an interesting way to to have that visually represented. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to first, before we get there, I want to talk about pygmies. Um, so, <laughs> so he was sent, he, you know, he was sent by Hera to go through all of these sort of trials and, and to find himself, you know, near, near the island and, or through the Hera, garden Hera's on an island. Hera's plan is to essentially tire Hercules out to the point where he loses his badass strength. Um, and can't save yes. his girlfriend, and then is feeling really shamed about it. Like she thinks that's the real victory is to make her. No, he's going to die of the poison eventually. I think. Mm, yeah, that's also possible. She wants him. She wants him to fail and die, and then to die but knowing did, he failed. But she did tell him where to get the apples that will fix him. Right. And you know, I kind of buy into it. This is not at all really explained, but uh, like I'll give it some points for kind of alluding to it in a way that I believed for obscene kind of Bond style of. Uh, villain plots just overly contrived you know uh suffering rube goldberg suffering machines <laughs> um i kind of believe like i'm immortal if i just kill this guy like that's a you know that's a drop in the bucket for me like i like for this to kind of register as something worth doing i gotta really make mm-hmm. a meal out of it yeah, yeah. which yeah. is kind of what she says in so many words she's like i the center is like what are you talking about Do- i could have shot him like, I, <laughs> yeah, I could have done this. And he's just like, nah, that's, yeah. you know, that's not really what now, I'm in the mood for. I could kill Hercules. <laughs> of course, in the original myth, it takes Hercules years and years to even figure out where the garden is because he's never. Yeah, told they, they drag what those to do on and where to go. So he's journeying through like Libya and Egypt and Arabia and Asia, <laughs> like having adventures all over the place. And like in this case, it's a lot easier because he just kind of, all right, go to the island and then, uh, you know, it's there. Hang out, just there. And then it's there. Yeah, um, so it does feel less like a an odyssey of suffering. But you did want to talk about the pygmies. Yeah, so when he wakes up on this island, I guess he ship he was shipwrecked. Is that right? No, he swims. He swims and he gets real, real tired. He was chipwrecked. <laughs> he was yes, he was chipwrecked like the Chipmunks movie. <laughs> um, uh, he's surrounded by pygmies. It's it's sort of a Lilliput. Uh, Gulliver's yeah. Travels kind of scenario. Uh, now the pygmies, I don't think we're in this. I think this is another thing where Hercules did have an adventure with pygmies, but it's not this one. <laughs> um, and they're they look like little goblins. Uh, yeah, their size is really inconsistent because when we first see them, they they look like they're about the size of mice, and then later two of them go along with him on his journey, and they're, they're on like his the shoulder size of like house cats. cats. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we said the same thing. <laughs> well, we're house cat twins. So, but the, the pygmies are angry at all giants, which is you know kind of funny to think about like, oh, Hercules, they think he's a giant because they're small and, and they're getting attacked by a different, bigger giant. And yeah, so there was almost some sort of fun, interesting issue. scale stuff going on with Atlas and Hercules and, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the pygmies. Uh, if you believe and, Wikipedia, that's like one of the cool things that sets this show apart is that they depict like the gods as like huge and like various, you know, they do they do interesting things but, with size. But they don't actually do any interesting things with size. They <laughs> or with it was narrative. almost there. Yeah, from a, it was there, but it was not present in a, in any kind of like theme or metaphor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Happened. And the the pygmy stuff is really contrived. Um, he essentially is like, well, I'm Hercules. And they're like, oh, that. 
Oh, dope. actually, that actually that's dope. And that actually makes a ton of sense. Like, no, I'm, I'm Hercules. And they're like, well, yeah, when you put it that way, um, I guess you are Hercules. That sounds about right. Let's let him go. We could never hold the mighty Hercules against his will. Everyone knows Hercules is the strongest man in the world. I was until I tasted the poison from an arrow that struck my love, Deonera. Now my strength grows weaker with every moment I waste. His words ring true, your majesty. Oh, yeah, no, that's totally legit. Like, God, they're so easy to trick. <laughs> oh, my so God. Easy to trick. <laughs> uh. Which is, again, another part that could have been really fun if some, like, in an, in an age before, like, you know, social security numbers. How does Hercules <laughs> prove he's Hercules without powers? Yeah. And like, yeah. it's like a, such a small task. They're just like, tell us, show us you're really Hercules. And of course, we'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah, but none of that happened. He, it was none just of that happens. Weird dialogue, which I'm sure we've dropped already. Um, but uh, so then they're like, "You can help us fight this other giant that's helping us." And you're thinking, "Oh, is that Atlas?" No, it's Antius. Uh, yeah, who looks kind of like a tree person. Yeah, he's a tree. Um, he's a plant man, and yeah. uh, and he eats through his toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he his toe roots absorb energy through the earth and. Uh, it's not, it's not really interesting in any way. It's just, they fight and Hercules wins. <laughs> well, it's only interesting because as soon as Hercules finds out about the toe thing, he's like, oh, well, I have a great idea. And he just picks uh, the whole yeah, fucker yeah. up for off the ground him and like chucks a him off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, that would have worked even if he didn't eat through his toes. You could just pick anybody up like. and chuck him off a cliff. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was thinking too. But I guess he couldn't squirm out, you know, cause that's a big old tree man and he was just sort of held aloft. <laughs> Like yeah. a Simba. Um, so they the goblins, sorry, the pygmies can show him where the where the garden is. Yeah. Um, and so they do that. And they take him over the mountains and then they run into Atlas on the way, but they know where the garden is. And because it wasn't the whole point of having to deal with Atlas so that he maybe Atlas would tell him where the where the garden is. No, it's it's stupid old mythology language. Hera says something like, Travel to the island of Eberus. Seek out the giant, Atlas, and my garden will be revealed to you. Okay, right. So, so basically, really go didn't... find him and you can see the garden from there. So say hi to Atlas and then keep walking. <laughs> yeah, um, keep, keep going left. Take a right at the giant man holding up the sky. Yeah, and then what we get after that is probably the silliest exchange uh, the silliest sort of trickster narrative that I've ever seen. <laughs> the laziest, like worst executed. It's a, it's kind of a traditional Greek myth sort of uh, duel of wits. It's really poorly executed, but oh, very. They both kind of engage in a, in a. Let's see who can trick each other harder. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're Atlas, you don't want to hold the sky anymore because you've been doing it for a long time, and the end, you know, the end of your contract is the end of the world. So. Uh, he tries to get Hercules. He basically is like, I'll tell you, I'll get, you know, I'll get the apple for you if you hold up the sky instead of me. It's kind of interesting with Atlas. I mean, not that they portrayed this in the show, but like Atlas doesn't want to die. Like his life is for is a constant, uh, you know, burden and suffering. Yeah, but he gives but, a shit, but he gives a shit because he could just let go of the sky and everybody dies, including him. But he does. Right. And yeah, I don't know. It's just more interesting than anything that really happened. In the show, yeah. they talk about it on this. He's like, I don't want to die, but uh, mm -hmm. they don't really dig into why. Right. 
Yeah. He seems pretty willing to throw to just fuck everything up. Uh, the, the brilliant the brilliant switcheroo that happens is <laughs> the gambit here. Um, Atlas tells Hercules to, well, you know, just, uh, yeah, just hold, hold it for, it a, for a minute. Hold it for a second. Perhaps I can save you a long trip down the mountain. If you hold up the sky for just a moment, I will bend down and retrieve the apples for you. Oh, sure. So he he holds the sky for a second, and then Atlas, of course, celebrates like, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. Great. I fooled you. Trick the shit out of you, you idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hercules is like, hey, 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 uh... I don't know how to do this very well. Can you can you show me by example how to hold up the sky? And he's like, oh, yeah, dog, you hold it like this. And Hercules is like, got you back, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, I think the the little tiny piece that could have been fun is the fact that Atlas does it because he doesn't want Hercules to drop the sky because he's concerned about that. Exactly. Which is. But in this, but it's sort of portrayed more like he's just been out outwitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after Hercules tricks him and, and leaves Atlas holding the, the bill, he runs off to the garden and then a rift opens up in the earth, I guess. Well, it's because and... Atlas like slams his feet down because he's pissed about what happened. Right. Right. Atlas makes a bunch of shockwaves and then a whole a big crevasse opens and Hercules and the pygmies fall down in it and all the... The golden apples are tumbling and Hercules only manages to catch one of them and climb out and like laugh at Atlas as he leaves. But because he only has one of them, it means that, you know, he can go home and heal his girlfriend, but he can't heal himself. And he's taken a lot of hits and uh, basically is back to being a mortal man for the moment. The ending is very like I understand they changed the interaction with Atlas in order to make something actionable at the end of this myth, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really have an exciting dynamic ending necessarily Uh um but then the way they resolve it just is so weird um because he manages to he literally gets his hands on an apple and then just star wipe basically to him standing returning to his girlfriend yeah um and i guess yeah i guess it's fine i guess he he dealt with it um and he feeds she takes a single bite of the apple leaves plenty of good apple (laughs) Um, and she's healed and then he's still dying while they're still like well he's not dying it's that it's that he doesn't have the strength to be hercules anymore now he's normal and he can't he can't be the the world's protector anymore and he's like those days are behind me now but there is nine tenths of an apple still there i know there's but i guess thank god that the pygmies show up riding a crow um, because <laughs> they bust in through the window, they didn't fall in the crevasse and die, and they grabbed an extra apple because they go out of the out of the way to explain, yeah, how they managed to get another apple, and they brought it to Hercules. You guys think this was a backdoor pilot for a pygmies show, like a spinoff? <laughs> kind of about... feel like they were trying to <laughs> a little sell bit. the pygmies, <laughs> like but like an entire show about like the airborne division of the pygmy army that flies on crows and causes <laughs> mischief. And, you know, Hera's been foiled again. I mean, we end on her like, oh, he Curses. got me again. He ate that other <laughs> apple. Damn, which I did tell him where to go. I am uh, finding I'm... as as an adult now kind of revisiting some Greek myths, how much more troubling I find like the dysfunctional marriage of. <laughs> uh-huh. Is Zeus like, and Hera. It's really yeah, weird. It's just like really upsetting, like how much he's reveling in her misery. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Zeus does goes like You will not touch Hercules. You have continually tried to prove that he is no match for the gods. Well, he has proven you wrong. This selfish vengeance must end, Hera. Be nice to Hercules. And I mean, of but course, it, she's not nice to his kids, so I guess their whole thing is all fucked up. But uh, yeah, they all I'm, suck. I'm not as here for the 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 family drama has turned from fun to spooky in, mm-hmm. in my as I've aged. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, ultimately, you know, we talked a lot of shit about this show, and I think it's worth it. I mean, it's worthy of it. Um, of that shit. I still kind of didn't have the worst time watching it. It's like a saltine. You can eat a saltine and go, that was a cracker. And you can put better stuff on a saltine and you can have it with soup. But in the end, it's not going to make your list of top 10 crackers. Like, it's just a saltine. (laughs) It's a serviceable delivery system for a Greek myth. It did the thing. It was animated. It had some action. And you went, cool, that was a show. As a kid, if there was nothing else on, I could have watched it. But it's it sucks. Slightly better than reading a Wikipedia article, although that's going to be more accurate. So I guess if you're going to go to the trouble, if you're going to spend 22 minutes learning, you might as well. I guess you could just read the read the real myth and get the accurate version. That's that's fair. (laughs) I don't know, guys. Maybe it is bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And we're still sinking. We are, yeah. Andy, I Ooh. I hope you're I hope you're uh, hope you're you're you, I hope you're ready to tell everybody about our brand new sponsor this week. Fuck it, yeah. All right, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, commitment <laughs> to the, the game kinda, that they're looking the for. The kind of yes and energy we love here. <laughs> so this week we are brought to you by the Whisper Bag. <laughs> and we're really hoping you could tell everybody a little, uh, just a thing or two about what goes on in that whisper bag. Yeah, uh, I have a few. Uh, hold on, I got a few sort of upsetting thoughts about you that I need to sort of uh, go use our, our sponsored product for just for just a second. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. Look, I, I'm really good at doing these sponsors because I always buy the products that we that we uh, that we get on our show. Uh, so I I have a, a whole bunch of shelves full of really weird things like like that ghost we sold one time and some upsetting wedding gum, and this time uh, I've been using every day this whisper bag, and I think that you guys are going to be really excited about it too. Uh, how often do you do this podcast with me and you have things that you want to say to me but you don't because it would end our friendship? Well, I do the I do the podcast weekly, yeah. How often yeah. during the week does it occur to me that I have a, uh, something to whisper into my into my bag about you? Yeah, yeah. It, it, would you say that you think those thoughts a lot? Oh, yes. Yeah, certainly the bag is used. Yeah? Austin? Yeah. Yeah, it's, be, it's best not to say it, but, but <laughs> I'm not in you know my what? head. In a pre-bag world, it would be best not to say. And you'd never have an outlet to say those things. But the Whisper Bag is here for you. It's here for me, and it's here for all of us. And uh, it's it's an exciting, wonderful, new, mystical object that you can open up. when and You want to do this in private time because, you know, it looks a little weird when you stick your head inside of a bag. But when you got the moment, you have those horrible, upsetting thoughts about your friend Andy, and you open up the bag, and you put your head in, and I'm in there. 
I'm in the whisper bag. It's my head. And it doesn't oh, always no. have to be me. It's going to be whoever you want to be whispering your evil, horrible thoughts to. Okay, it's not just calibrated for Andy. It, it sounds like it sounds like you're kissed this bag. Is there, is there a <laughs> mouth on the inside to kiss? You could. You know what? I think that there's a sort of side option that you could be using this bag as a kisper bag. But it is, <laughs> it is in fact, just a whisper bag. And no, the, t- the target of your of your current day's ire, you will, you will see an image inside the whisper bag and you'll stick your head in there and it's not going to oh muffle boy. the sound, which is why you got to whisper, but you get to say all the things that you've always wanted to say to that person and they will be in there and they will respond in a very realistic way. So for instance, if Austin ducked his head in and said all those horrible things about me that he always wanted to say, I would realistically... Uh, not have anything to say back and look really uncomfortable and there'd be a lot of silence, but it would be really satisfying for you, I bet. Oh, yeah, because... absolutely. Although I would probably scream them if I wanted to. <laughs> scream deep you... into the whisper bag. You'd break your bag on the first, like right after you opened it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but that's, that's the beauty of it. It wouldn't actually break the bag. The whisper in the title is only really a suggestion to sort of save you or really to save a whisper bag incorporated from potential lawsuits that result from the actual oh, target I see. of the so, so, hearing so you. Much like, much like a personal foot massager, the use is a little bit up for, uh-huh. up for your yeah. own interpretation. Uh-huh. Like you could use it on your back. This is just a bag with a mouth in it that whispers. <laughs> that's yeah. what... That's all this yeah. bag. Oh, that's all this bag is good for. Just to, all it does is whisper. Oh, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Whisper Bag Incorporated wants me to tell you that any sort of possible other uses for sexual gratification that any person who purchases Whisper Bag may find to use the Whisper Bag for is not uh, under the warranty. You will violate that warranty. They will not be able to help you. They won't do any of the customer support that they normally would do, and you're not supposed to use this for sex. Oh, I could but. put my dick in the bag. You could put your <laughs> dick in the bag. No, don't do that. It's for whispers. It's for whispers. It's for saying the things. It's for talking. You guys don't abuse the head inside the bag. <laughs> oh, you're head. making me upset. You're making me upset. I got to go use my whisper bag again. All but right. thank you. Yeah, I'm sure, fun, but... you know? I didn't realize the head was like a person. <laughs> Look, just stop having these. This is gross. You guys are taking this to a gross place. That's supposed to be like cathartic and nice. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, too. (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, before this ad gets completely uh, revoked, we have to stop. Thank you. Uh, Please buy a whisper bag. Use it for its intended purpose. Read all of the documentation and don't put your parts in there. Fuck. Fuck. Well, the water's come up to my knees now, and we're going to die any time. There's no... I mean, we can swim to shore, but you got to go down with the boat. You, you stay in the boat. It's the code of the pirates. Oh, another plum. <laughs> Show my <laughs> me. Just gobble out these plums. If I'm going to die, I'm not going to die empty of plums. <laughs> yeah, let no one say that I, I went down with a, with a stomach, with an empty stomach. I, I empty have to... Of plums. Empty I can eat plum. the seed and everything. <laughs> uh, this next show that we watched is called Class of the Titans. Uh, and I did not mispronounce it. It is class because we're doing pun titles now. And this is from 2005. It's another Nelvana show. 
Uh, we watched episode one of this one, which is called Chaos 101 Part 1. How many times can I say the word one? Uh, and boy, howdy. I think this one is going to be, we're going to fight about it because I like it. And I think you guys don't. I really like this show. And here's here's the summary. <laughs> uh, on New Year's Eve, Cronus escapes from Tartarus during the planetary alignment. His first act to take revenge on the gods begins with him freeing Typhus from his imprisonment. The Oracle tells him that seven heroes will stop him. The first three heroes, Jay, Atlanta, and Harry, are found and brought to Olympus. So this had some fun ideas in it that I, I like. There, there are moments, um, but overall, I still found the dialogue so cringy and unbearable yeah. that I just yeah. couldn't have a really good time. Yeah, yeah, I hated kind of every moment of the script. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the script, I think, is is bad to listen to um, <laughs> when it's spoken out loud. Um, oh, no, you got a problem there. That's kind of what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, some aspects of the production itself, I didn't hate some sort of ideas floating around here. Like Rory said, I, I don't hate some of the ideas, but... But just the the spoken dialogue is uh, atrocious. It's just bad. It's really bad. Like I said, this is another Nelvana production, which means this is, it's Canadian. Uh, it was aired in Canada at the time. And apparent, I think it only really aired in Canada. But it did come to the U.S. several years later on a network I've never heard of called Kubo. Like Q-U-B-O. Have you guys heard of this? No. It must be some deep cable network that switched to like an online streaming thing or something. I think they're technically still around, but apparently it did air here on Kubo. So if you were in one of those weird rich kids with all the 500 channels, maybe you saw this one time. Um, Shout out to all the Kube heads uh, <laughs> who watched it on Kubo. Uh, worth noting, it could be Kubo. I don't know that. Uh, but I, I, the only interesting tidbit that I found when I was looking into this was that uh, one of the producers, the creators on it, uh, Chris Bartleman, uh, went on to be an executive producer of the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic show, uh, which, you know, neat. <laughs> We're never yeah. watching that on the show if I have anything to say about it. Rory, you mentioned that there's some shows that you work very hard not to get on our show. That's uh -huh. one of mine. We're not. We're not going to be a. Bro we're not going to be a brony cast. I think this is the one degree of separation. I'm, I, I'm, I'm comfortable I, with. I don't appreciate you framing that like you're the like the holdout, the last, the last bastion. <laughs> I know you guys like cast and my I know you buddy. guys are secret bronies. <laughs> That's uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to commit a friend crime by accusing you of something like that. Friendship isn't magic today. <laughs> i don't know this show kind of reminded me uh austin you said it reminded you of a different show was it uh x-men evolution it is, is x-men evolution yeah this show oh, is x-men evolution it looks like x-men evolution and they both find ways to fit people into a high school like x-men yeah. evolution uh, I, it, it, had a, episode, it had a vibe that reminded me of jackie chan adventures but in a like not in like the good way like that show's much better but i like, was totally thrown off by how the like how they've involved the the high school framework oh i know uh, and it, it it doesn't this whole episode they don't go to school once no they're no. they're told now they're enrolled in olympus high school <laughs> well <laughs> it's, it's anime is shit it is new year's so i assume they don't have class right now because it was true, just but it, it just seemed it just seemed like an extra bit of exposition just just 
plopped on top. Yeah, they could have done a time jump and gone back to school. God, it was so, so fucking funny to me when they go, the three kids go through the magic janitor's closet and they meet Hera, who introduces herself as Ms. Hera, like she's some sort of fucking school teacher. And she says, what is this place? Olympus High School. I was like, this is the this is the anime now. We've done an anime thing. Anime it's like now. a weird so, themed high school. So the the one of I mentioned it having a couple of fun ideas. I liked that they're like incarnations of a god. There's like multiples at the same time. Like there's older Hercules uh-huh. and Artemis. Like that right. is fun, neat uh, space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. Rory's talking about is that the every every one of our uh, well, soon to be seven, but there are only three in this first episode. Main characters is, I guess, specifically a descendant of an old Greek hero. So we have the main characters we meet in this episode are Jay, Harry, and Atlanta, and they are Jason, Hercules, and Artemis. And, Atlanta uh, is such a strange reach. I did. Uh, yeah. Although Atlanta, Atlanta is actually Atlanta the Hunter was a real Greek. She was a real Greek hero. She was a member of the Argonauts, huh. apparently. Yeah, so, okay, so they are pulling oh, so they, that. So they didn't think anyone would know who Atalanta was, and they just did Artemis instead. I guess. I don't yeah. know exactly, but but that is there is precedent for that name. So Well, I liked her the most out of the characters that we met. She seemed really fun. Mm-hmm. I liked Harry. He's a country bumpkin. Jay was a pain. Uh Harry and Atlanta seem to already have superpowers that maybe they inherited. Because Harry can, like, lift anything. Like, he's absurdly strong. And Atlanta has, like, fast feet. Like, she can run really fast. And we see her doing it before she even gets to Olympus High School. So, so I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. But, yeah, it's uh, but not it is clear fun. if those powers awakened or if they've just always mm-hmm. been, like, super I think human. they've always been there. They don't. None of them seem particularly surprised. Right. No. But that could be the bad writing. <laughs> What Rory mentioned earlier is that we have like a young and an old version. So when they go to Olympus High School, they meet a couple of the gods. They've met Hermes, who's really, really, really annoying. Yeah. Um, they've they meet Hera, but they meet the real Hercules and Artemis, who are older and sort of like turn into. Oh, are they like supposed to be the mentors. real ones? I thought they were like the most the previous ones. No, I think they're the real ones. Uh, yeah, they're the real. They're the original ones. Yeah. And, and they're just sort of descendants who have some shred of that power. And it's gotcha. so funny, I, like this. It's such a weird Hercules specifically is such a weird decision. They made him look like Carl from Aqua Teen, like <laughs> yeah, like he's a chunky dad with like a heart tattoo with an arrow through it, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, boy?" Like, <laughs> like it's really bizarre. It's a weird take on Hercules. I think what they they had to do that to make it seem like he's past his prime, so that he mm-hmm. doesn't just be Hercules and save the yeah, day. He doesn't every horn week. in on the on the teen zone. You gotta, yeah. you gotta let the teens have a room to shine. Yeah. It's worth mentioning the other characters that we don't get to meet, just so that we say them out loud. Oh, uh, okay. We got Odie, who's Odysseus. Archie, Achilles. Teresa is Theseus, which I, I wish that we'd seen, because that was kind of fun, making Theseus' uh, descendant uh, a girl. Yeah. And then uh, Neil, who in the in the intro, we get Neil, the good-looking, who is Narcissus. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Neil. And so we don't get to meet those this episode, which I, I was kind of sad about. But on the other hand, it's nice to have it pared down so that you can actually yeah, learn actually, who these people are. Actually deeply thankful for that mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. it, of doing, hey, we're just going to learn about three of these characters. You don't have to Digimon in this episode and learn a ton of things. <laughs> 21 and a ton names. Of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's kind of a big ask to have everybody learn about 
the Titans and Greek mythology and everything kind of in one yeah. go. So to to limit our main characters and kind of understand the core component and get some time with Jay trying to sort of understand his place. Oh, he's um, so cute and sensitive. Jay just likes <laughs> looking through powerless. a telescope. He doesn't want to go to the party. He doesn't want to go to the New Year's party. He just wants to look through his telescope. Yeah, that's actually how the episode. <laughs> his mom's like, you got to get your head out of the clouds. And I'm like, who can I pay to get that line out of all media? Like, I just, ugh, that's the tr- most trite, like. He's about to uh, sing a, uh, a musical theater number that, like, He's going to do an I am about... or an I want. Yeah. For sure. Um, that, yeah, the, the show begins with this telescope and the planets are aligning for New Year's. And uh, on that time, we cut away to our, our Dr. Draken, our big bad man, <laughs> Cronus, who is in a prison cell He's... in hell. In Tartarus, yes. Yes, and I guess with the planets aligning, he's able to summon his strength and unlock his prison cell and escape. And what I hate about Cronus is, one, is everything, but two, (laughs) um, his, like, shitty, shitty, like, late 90s villain design of, like, a scar on the face and, like, streaks at the temples of his hair. and He's just Xanatos. Yeah, he is also Xanatos from Gargoyles. He he looks pretty much <laughs> like that. Um, but also the way that he talks, the way that his dialogue is written, he's a very big fan of taking whatever somebody says and then just kind of turning it back in like a mean way. Um, <laughs> here's a sample of of Cronus's kind of dialogue. Hey, you're you're dumb. Uh, it is you that is dumb. <laughs> it is actually you. you that is dumb. Ugh. And it's not it, they're not like self-aware about it. It's just the way that it's just the trope that they lean on when he talks. It's like time for lights out. Time. I know exactly what time it is. And your timing isn't very good. It's lights out indeed. And lights out for you. You will have in time. Well. It does kind of bug me that they've well, it doesn't really bug me I, that that would require me to care more. But the they have combined two figures from Greek myth to make this bad guy, uh, Cronus, the canonical, like ancient leader of the Titans and Kronos, right. the guy who's in charge of time. And so uh-huh. they've combined those figures. So now he's like the ancient leader of the Titans, who also as a side gig takes care of time. And time so power. he gets to make a lot of time <laughs> puns. And uh, for us to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, his first thing that he does after gathering like four, like completely throwaway goons uh, is he goes to visit the Oracle, who I guess is just posing as a newspaper stand like street vendor. And the Oracle seems to not really play for any specific team. He just tells him stuff and he's like, yeah, cool. Uh, but seven heroes are going to stop you. Seven teenagers. <laughs> what? Seven teens? <laughs> not seven teens. <laughs> no, <laughs> not the teens. <laughs> yeah. And apparently the gods will protect the teens, but that there's a loophole where that he can send ogres after them. Yeah. Um, <sighs> whatever. So, whatever. So ogres come and attack all of these teens. Um, we see three of them. Uh, and each one of them, one by one, gets saved by uh, by Hermes. Her- uh, Hermes. 
on Griffin's and Hermes is just can we I want to drop a little bit of Hermes's dialogue so you can know how much it makes your whole body hurt to listen to him talk. <laughs> Don't worry. I tamed her myself, but she's a little hungry. She missed breakfast this morning. That's right, isn't it, honey? You didn't have your Becky Wecky today, little cranky, aren't you, girl? <laughs> I, I kind of didn't hate his hot take, but it did feel like a smarty pants writer editorializing Greek mythology. Yeah. Uh, when he's like, uh, the, I've heard of you, Hermes. You're the messenger for the gods. Well, yeah. And also the god of travel and uh, trade and, and love trade, and language. But, yeah. But let's go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also gets a kind of they get they get Nelvana gets kind of a sick self burn in there where like Jay says, like, where are oh. we? It looks bleak. And he goes, Canada. <laughs> yeah. it's I think funny because it was an in joke made in well i think it was since it was made in canada that's supposed to be some fun self-deprecating exactly. humor a little bit yeah. yeah right actually there was a really good burn that i loved it kind of came it was the only time that i was like surprised by this show uh when we get our little vignette about atlanta getting attacked by an ogre she's out in the woods like doing bow and arrow like she's hunting bow hunting deer well, yeah, she's hunting deer, which is dope. And uh, I mean, it's it's cool to see her doing it because she's very good at it. But she's got these two doofuses uh, following her, like a couple friends of hers, I guess, that wanted to come along. And they're making too much noise. And she says, why did I ever agree to bring you two doorknobs along? <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked doorknobs. As a, as I do like that. Very they funny. are. They are sort of tripping over their bows, the couple of chuckle fucks that should not be hunting, I don't think. No. Um, and uh, they, they're they they're of no consequence because she does leave them behind. And I, I assume they didn't die. Probably um, not. Because she got picked up by a griffin. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will say one thing that was Hermes adjacent that I did enjoy is that he did say one of the griffins name was Andrea. And... I do like the idea of a griffin named Andrea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is nice. There was also a fun clip, uh, a fun little Hermes line where um, after after Jay saves Artemis in a like, like we've just seen her kicking some ass and he kind of goes straight into plucking her up and f- putting him on his griffin mm-hmm. uh, in a sort of, f- you know, forced uh, romantic lead kind of way. Uh, I do like the life from Her- from Hermes where he's like, well, I did specifically bring three griffins here. <laughs> kind of fucking this whole thing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've got one extra griffin. <laughs> uh, uh, so they all land at New Olympia. That No explanation there. Is that just a coastal town that we're supposed to believe has that name? And it, it looks like a normal standard high school. Uh, that's empty and they walk in they see some sort of mysterious ghost janitor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't some get old more on man that. who can i guess phase through walls or something and they wind up in a closet that is a portal to this magic realm that well, is also part of the school you're skipping over the part where they all have medallions we've never seen or talked about oh, before they did yeah that i guess they got off screen a day before yeah, Somehow. and they're like, oh, yeah, you have one of those, too. And Jay's got a medallion, like a gold medallion with a J on it, and it fits right into a slot on the door. And like, ugh. ugh. It is all also worth noting that when we do find Hercules, um, Harry, uh, he was trying to get apples uh, before he got attacked. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Ogres. That's a good so reference. Was, That's a good reference. It was a little apple. reference that we can talk about. 
but he was getting apos. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they put their medallions in and they wind up in this magic realm and Ms. Hera Ugh. tells them about their destiny and, and how they go to Olympus High School now. And now they have to go to high school. Um, oh, and they, they're like, wait a minute. What about what about our parents? Aren't they going to be like freaked oh, out that God. we're not at home? And it cuts back to Jay's parents and Hermes is telling them some horrible lie about how he's an astronaut now and they just got to <laughs> deal with it. You mean Jay is a- an astronaut? That's right. He's been specially selected for intensive training. And after only a few years, he'll be off to the space station. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Your child is gone because he's a child astronaut. <laughs> That seems like maybe more questions than answers, but um, uh, this is also the part where they dole out whose task, like whose role um, they mm-hmm. have. And so, like, Harry finds out that he's a descendant of Hercules and uh, Atlanta finds out that she's uh, what Artemis. And yeah, then Jay is from Jason and he is not actually good at anything. Yeah, um, powers. And Harris like, well, have you're the leader. Powers. And he's like, that's lame. And also I'm bad. <laughs> that and means I nothing. Suck. Yeah. yeah. So so when they when they later get into a fight, like they slot into their roles and like Atlanta's the DPS and Harry's the tank and Jay just kites enemies and runs away and is freaked out the whole time. Uh, I guess he comes up with one good idea in the middle of the fight, but mostly he's useless. So I guess maybe he has a point. Um, Yeah, he doesn't have a weapon or anything, so. Nah. You know, I, I mean, obviously. Oh, no, no, no. He does have a weapon. Will... He knows a lot about Greek myths. And when the other right. two teens ask him why he knows so much about it, he goes, my mom's Greek. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know how, how modern Greeks are all experts on ancient <laughs> Greek mythology? <laughs> like how that's some sort of God. I don't know. That just that just felt really tone deaf. Yeah. Also, can Jay just be Greek? I mean, yeah. Does he have to be so he can still be the little white kid who's the story? But like his mom <laughs> has dark hair and like he's like brown hair, you know, very light skinned. And, and it's I don't know. It's just weird that. And she's got an accent, but he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Just like make Jay Greek. I don't know. Like go for <laughs> something. Jesus. Yeah. Let's cut back to. So Cronus's master plan is to get a nasty a nasty monster to i guess just do bad kill, stuff do nasty do bad stuff. stuff with it um and so this is the typhus mm-hmm. and it looks like initially when we see a face it looks like uh the dogs from ghostbusters the like uh, yeah there's two there's two fake outs yes because it looks like because we first see him looking at like through a door and we it looks like a huge monster with evil like gross eyes like you were saying then later we uh jay sort of stumbles across the bad guys on accident and like it right around then like the they've got this big demon like locked up and it sort of busts out of its cage for a second and you're like oh snap it's a spooky long snake like it's an angry snake demon and it's you know that's that's kind of cool for a second but that's not at all what it is because when we see typhus for real later (laughs) he's he's a demon with snakes for legs He's a big lion with two snakes, with one snake that is two snakes, which is a big thing for us. And I thought they were just going to let it go. But at one point, uh, Harry says, fire breathing's one thing, but snake snakes for legs? What's that all about? <laughs> what is that uh, ding, all ding, about, Ding, ding, ding. That rings our bell. That rings our bell. Snakes for legs. 
You can't walk um, on those. Their uh, faces. It's also worth mentioning, I guess, maybe it's not, but they go to, they have dorms that they're given and Athena hangs out and cooks breakfast for them. Uh, she's the god of war and. Yeah, if you've never they, had pancakes made toast. by the god of war. Oof. Um, also, also, there's a moment where Cronus um, finds out information from one of his ogres because the ogre <laughs> lost a fight and runs up and sort of does a series of groans. <laughs> what? He's here? <laughs> God, that was funny. It's not a language. That's not a language. <laughs> Everything they get into a fight, they fight off the demon a little bit. They do some decent stuff, I guess, but the kids are outmatched. They end up in the water on the side of this boat. The big demon comes out. He's rampaging and it sort of does a to be continued because this is mm-hmm. one of those those shows that starts with like a I think maybe like a three parter as a as a pre- premiere, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of our kryptonite on our show. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's still still worth watching this this uh, first episode. I think we still got a good idea of what the show is like. Ooh, um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the summaries for the next two episodes. And apparently one of the seventeens might potentially get coaxed into being a bad guy. And that's a part of the drama. Ooh, shit. That's exciting. Uh, through the whole thing, Jay is still kind of, I don't know. He does have some interesting stuff with his finding his place on the team. Um, in just kind of being given, you're the leader. I think a lot of these shows, we see the, you know, the blandest, whitest, straightest boy kind of getting like, you're the leader of the team. And he's just like, great, we'll do that. And I'm the leader and I'm the king <laughs> and, and I'm cool and hot. Um, and I do like that Jay is a little more uncertain with that mm-hmm. right off the yeah. top. He doesn't know. He doesn't have all of the bravery yet. He might still have some bravery in him, but. Uh, he does save an old woman from a telephone yes. pole, and she explicitly says, wow, you're so brave. So Sure. Yes. So just so you know <laughs> that he is brave. Um, but he does run away, uh, and he's, like, questioning himself, and he's like, was, am I a coward? Like, am I afraid? Like, how can I be the leader? Um, and it's nice that they're at least setting up something for him to, to work through. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate that, uh, you know, giving him that over like a visionaries or something where (laughs) just a bland leader character is, you know, doesn't, doesn't really challenge leadership at all. It doesn't really like have any, any issues with it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Uh, ultimately though, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the script. I, it could be that there are other episodes that are better written that maybe, uh, in the back, back end of this show, uh, I mean, there's 52 episodes. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could be that, uh, kind of like with X-Men Evolution, it, it did get better as we went along into these sort of deeper, more involved arcs. So, it, you know, it could could go somewhere interesting. Um, I didn't I didn't love the pilot, though. No, me neither. It was, I found it pretty painful. Andy, can you defend yourself? <laughs> I don't need to defend myself. What I can say is that I had more fun watching this content than the last three episodes of content that we've watched on this podcast this week and last week. Uh, okay. I think I think what I liked about it is that 
what we're what we've been looking at are ways to sort of do the Greek myth thing, but try and make it into something palatable for modern teens, modern kids. And I think we've seen a lot of failures. And I am inclined to believe that the only potentially successful way that you could do this and have it be a hit is this concept is hmm. we're descendants of Greek heroes. There's the gods are, are a real and they're still around. There's a new threat and we have to like tap into the old Greek stuff and learn from old Greek myths, but we're all still modern teens and like the sort of like wish fulfillment, like, Hey, we're it's sort of like this other world with powers and stuff. Like, I think that's a really surefire good concept for trying to do this. And I think it might be the best concept that, was tried i just don't think it was done very well so i think maybe yeah. i'm enjoying i'm enjoying it from that level more than i'm enjoying the actual thing in front of me see i okay. do wish though i do wish there was a way to just really successfully dramatize the original myths because they were kind of amazing stories um that have stood the test of time and but uh, i think i think it's tough to put it for kids in that case well that's a good point i think if sure. if you're going to do it right it, those old stories are really interesting, but I'd want them to be like dramas, like interesting for adults. If you want something to be for kids, you kind of got to make it funny sometimes. You kind of have to, you know, there's there's things you have to do to make it kids entertainment in, in some ways. Right. And I mm -hmm. think that I think that that's always going to cheapen a story like this. That's already like. It's already a bit like reading the Bible, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of that's kind of how dry and like. They're not dry, but, the, you know, they live in like a it's like a specific kind of prose or like storytelling. That is, the you know, the myths and uh, oh, the Bible sunk along with our boat and it's all wet. <laughs> oh, no, just we like the my Bible. Jeans. Jeans. Go to, we're going to go to hell. We're going to go to hell now. My Levi's, are, my, my Levi's are covered in, in water and they're sagging down and oh, no, we're wet <laughs> oh. sagging again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, there is no home to go to. Uh, we started with the beginning of this with a pirate ship that was already quite, you know, quite invested in its sinking journey. And we have, uh, over the course of this hour, uh, you know, really seen that sinking continue. Um, really well, stayed I think the course. Is, I think it's fair to say, having stayed the course and I'm up in the crow's nest, uh, kind of, uh, kind of Jack Sparrow style mm -hmm. in a completely submerged boat that. This is probably the last episode of Greek myths that we try to do. <laughs> I think it, Saturday I think morning it might Tuesdays. be. Yeah, I think this boat. I think we rode it all the way underwater, and there's just. I think there, it, we we sailed it from uh, <laughs> Athens or from uh, from Troy. I think we sailed it from Troy all the way home to Ithaca, uh, and we got there, and our wife Penelope was there. She didn't know who we were. Telemachus was with us and he was cool and our robot friend <laughs> and was no there. no was there <laughs> and no no the robot was there and we shot the arrow through the axe and we got married to our hot wife again um <laughs> and now we're back tree. home yeah yeah you guys I appreciate I I kind of love that we did give this another week I I think we have to keep that optimism if we're gonna continue to do this podcast there we can't we can't be so cynical that we give it give one thing a go and go nope it's not going to work. So the fact that Austin found two new shows and we were um, able to come I to it I agree and disagree. This I mean this was two totally different shows and uh I think both of our inclinations have been correct so far. 
<laughs> that none of the shows we've watched deserved a deeper scrutiny. <laughs> but I yeah. mean, we we were, you know, I, I like that we tried more. I would ne- we would never have seen these shows ever in our lives if we didn't need to try and scrape the bottom of a, of a barrel for this arc. And, you know, I'm into I'm into to opening my eyes to new content, even if it's terrible. So now we can yeah. say we've seen this. And I think and, so. And backed the hell away. Uh, uh, and sunk Andy, down into the briny, briny deep. Hey, Andy, can I um can I ask you something really quick? Uh, can yes. I ask you a favor? Um, so I've been holding up the sky. It's really heavy, but I just need you to grab it for just a second here, <laughs> um, so I can have a sip of water. Uh, is that okay with you? Can you can you just uh uh yeah yeah only if you promise to give me some of those plums in it after we're done. Yeah, you got it. Oh, thank God. Okay, well, okay, you okay you you put your arm there. All right, I've got it now. Then I'll take it back here because I'm a man of my word. Oh, okay, great. Wow. I thought that was going to go a completely different way. No, it didn't. See? And that's... (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. Let's just cut it right there.